Hello and welcome to Gerd Leonhardt's podcast speeches. Looking at the present, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the future isn't so clear it's going to be good. I mean, there's a lot of research shown that people are kind of feeling uh, probably shocked and a little bit apprehensive about the future right now. And the future mindset is kind of retreating towards an, a mindset of fear. That's probably not so true for Chile or for Peru or Latin America in general, but in Europe there's a strong feeling about the future being bad, and I think it's completely wrong. You know, I'm really excited about the future. I'm much more on this camp of saying the future is exciting than, than that we should hold off the future. But look at the statistics here. You know, This is UK numbers. Uh, not really surprising here, but especially young people are much less feeling happy and generally excited about the future. Older people are somewhat near the normal. But, and this is a very, very clear indication that, uh, as I like to say, as we see the future, so we act, and as we act, so we become. We need to p feel positive about the future. I think the future holds so many possibilities. We just need to be better at understanding it and preparing for it and going beyond this linear thinking. You know, we are moving into an exponential world and technology, Moore's law, Metcalfe's law, Wright's law, and all of the other laws that you may know about is making us, accelerating us at a furious pace into this future. And we're leaping, you know, basically it's, the curve is not linear. The curve is it's jumping, it's 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, and 1, 2, 3 is almost the same than 1, 2, 4. But after 4, it's 8, 16, 32, it's exponential. 30x around the world when I go exponentially, 30x linear is just out to the street. Very hard to understand, you know, when uh, this, of course, is what computers do. You know, humans are not exponential. We are more linear, organic, biological. But we really need to work on our mindset. And this is the best picture I've been using roughly for 10 years about the future mindset is, is paying attention to what's happening around us. Of course, it's an old radar detection device from World War One, But really, we have to understand what goes on. We have to be able to observe and to listen. And when we listen, we can find things and then we have to interpret them and we have to imagine them. That is the future mindset that's going to be crucial. Whether you're a student at the university or an executive at Intel or any other company for that matter, because the world is changing fast and it's much faster than we thought. We, we thought the future, like climate change issues, would arrive eventually, but they're here now. And, and I would say the future is better than we think, uh, because when you watch the news, it can be pretty dark. But we have so many good things going that we can develop to build a really powerful future. So he's two opposing, seemingly opposing statement. The future is better than we think. And the other one is that business as usual is dead or dying. Look at the media business, completely changed. Look at the telecom business. Well, that's changing very quickly. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Look at the car industry, going from diesel engines to, uh, to uh, electric vehicles to autonomous driving all over the world. I mean, everything is going upside down. If you're looking at rare earth minerals, for example, we need those now to make devices. In the future, we have nanotechnology. Uh, in the future, energy will probably be more renewable energy and nuclear fusion. It will not be oil and gas and coal. So many businesses as a, that we've gotten used to are changing fundamentally. And we have to understand this, yeah, that it's timing out and windows are closing. And the COVID crisis has brought this forward in a really, really fast way. It's a huge crisis forcing us to rebuild our healthcare system, our political system, 
our, our, everything around our lives has changed because of the crisis. And we've taken this as a way of saying, you know what, maybe we should also change this to, to be better prepared. It's a huge crisis and one that isn't over, that's going to continue for most of next year in one way or the other. But it's also a huge chance. The World Economic Forum says it's the Great Reset. I call it the Great Transformation. The next 10 years, we're going to see changes that were unheard of before because COVID-19 is essentially a test run for responding to the power of technology, but also for climate change. And now we're saying, you know, what's important is to collaborate. You know, what's important is to, to believe in science. <laughs> yeah, that's news to some countries. And what's important is to work on something that creates a collective good. Very, very important philosophy that's taken hold all around us. We're not going back to normal, even if we are rebounding from COVID soon, hopefully. We're going to go back to restaurants and to places and to fly, but we're thinking differently about the future. We're expecting people to have to build trust, right? We're expecting people to have a better purpose. We're expecting companies to perform better, to go beyond, to build back better and greener and more sustainable. That's been the mind shift <clears throat> that came out of COVID. And the good old normals, yeah, well, they're melting away and now we have multiple normals. The state is involved in everything, healthcare gets, getting giant funding, uh, things switching to digital, working from home. I mean, in Chile and Peru, I'm sure it's the same symptoms. You know, people have finally adopted technology when it was available and 5G is going to you know, make a gigantic difference to that in a very, very short time frame. So we have this big acceleration because of COVID-19. It's uh, basically big tech, everything, right? Everything is about technology and communications and, 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 and connectivity and everything. It's booming like crazy. I'll show you a chart on that shortly. The other one is big green. Yeah, it's basically all going to be about how we solve the problem. And we can't solve all of that just with technology. We're going to have to have different rules. Uh, and we'll have to make sacrifices and what we did for COVID, now we have to do it for climate change. Very big opportunity to shift money and ultimately big policy and big human. We could say maybe big state in some cases. Right? We're going to need to have a lot more wise governance to get to that goal of global well-being. Because, you know, the bottom line is that if other people aren't doing well in other countries because they're not vaccinated or they're utterly poor like in Brazil, for example, like not too far from you, you know, then you know, we, we have to consider what that does to the whole continent. And it, it creates a different atmosphere if everybody's involved in reaching collective targets. And that's going to be a huge debate in public policy. This is going to change education. If you're in the educational business, I think education is the Google of the future. There's bound to be a company that, that runs education virtually and otherwise using technology in entirely different ways. Uh, suffice to say, however, I think that the personal contact in education will remain crucial, just like it will remain so at work. So three things I want to talk about. Digitization, turning things into uh, digital environments and digitizing and automating and so on. And the other one is, of course, decarbonization, which is utterly crucial and coming to us at fast, furious pace. And the last one is reformation, right? Is, is the idea of reforming our society uh, in the sense really like the Renaissance, you could say. That's happening all around us and we're moving into a world where all these things are going to be busy in the next 10 years. That is a fundamentally changing decade at a furious pace. And you better get ready for this because it isn't going to let up. It isn't going to slow down. We're going to see technological leaps, exponential change all over. 
basically warp drive. You know, if you've seen Star Trek, you hit the button and it goes warp drive into, into the future, into a different space. And that's going to be absolutely everywhere. Look at the statistics here for how quickly have people picked up. Many people say that basically in the last uh, 18 months we've had more change than the previous 10 years. You know, e-commerce, remote working, telemedicine, remote learning, online entertainment. Of course, the digital divide is a huge issue here, especially in South America, for example. But uh, that is quickly closing, in my view. 5G is going to help with that a lot uh, when we put the right policies in place. But hey, people are getting used to remote everything, to learning everything from anywhere, to buy things everywhere, uh, to uh, find entertainment online. I mean, look at this chart here, basically saying, okay, here, we're going into a future where all these things that were kind of nascent before, you know, computer, internet, now it's all exploding with just a few really amazing things, energy storage, robotics, automation, uh, blockchain, of course, yeah? basically the biggest technological transformation in human history. And it's based on these three different principles. It's not just exponential, but it's also convergent industries, right? The industries are coming together and uh, no longer being separate. For example, biology and pharma and technology is converging like Google Verily and so many other ventures. Basically, tech is becoming biology. And that is also so true, for example, for mining and rare earth, where nanotechnology is coming together with, with natural sciences and combinatorial businesses. You know, powerful changes coming all over the world in different ways. And of course, one of the key factors is here that the cost reduction trend is going towards almost zero in so many ways, for example, in design and in um, and the, uh, and the storage capacity cost and the, the human genome splitting and all of that stuff. Basically, yeah, technology is becoming kind of a commodity. And I think that's also so true for connectivity. So company like Intel, a, t a telecom company, ICT company, um, connectivity company needs to have other business model, needs to transcend the concept of just using uh, uh, connectivity as a business model, which has worked well for a while, but we're going to the future Blade Runner like, right? Where science fiction is becoming science fact. We're going to the future where robots are the new normal, like is the Amazon robot the new one, the Alexa robot? I mean, kind of a bizarre thing, but hey, should give it a try and see what it does. And robots serving people in bars, a sushi restaurant with the automated robot. Yeah, that was all just kind of science fiction. That's really happening, and it's really coming towards us as blinding pace, exponential change. 80 to 20, 90% of the world will be connected in 2030. And that means basically at low cost and being able to use virtual reality everywhere and remote studying, the total conversions of online and offline, like we already have in many industrialized countries, like in Japan and Korea, where we can live in both worlds in parallel. And that is a, going to be a quite stressful sometimes. And a sustainability revolution, a total reset of every business to be circular and sustainable and to end the fossil fuel economy. That's already happening with coal and all of the global subsidy of the $6 trillion that are put into uh, fossil fuel subsidy for fuel, for example, that will shift to renewable energy. And we're going to see a convergence of technology and biology and reboot healthcare. And as I said earlier, education probably becomes the next big global industry as a consequence, because we're going to have to go to lifelong learning, on-demand learning, uh, virtual and physical, and the convergence of hybrid learning in different channels in different ways. That's going to be a fantastic opportunity, I think, for the future. 
I think there's a paradigm of change coming up, a decade full of powerful shifts as society is changing basically in the wake of COVID. Uh, it's about climate change and global warming. It's going to be about a new monetary system, a new financial system, a new digital dollar or, or central state digital currencies, of course, and a new economic logic and about equality. Very big topic in your countries, of course, uh, and generally in, in South America, uh, but around the world. We can't use technology to fix equality. We have to use the power of technology to generate more efficiency, and then we have to spread the revenues in some way where people can actually take advantage of it. So this kind of reformation of what we want, going beyond GDP, going beyond the thinking of profit only, that is happening everywhere. That's the sign of the next decade, shifting from this exclusive, you know, sort of digital Darwinism or extreme capitalism to a more collective thought of, and you, you can see that being reflected around the world in political voting right now, for example, uh, in Germany or in Czechoslovakia and of course in the US, pivoting into a new world, that's going to happen everywhere and you have to be sure to be part of this also when you're preparing your educational programs. There's a new educational uh, and a new operating system of society that's coming, uh, that's going to be about people, planet, purpose, you know, why are we doing something, very important topic, and prosperity is not just going to be about profit, not even about people planet profit as has been discussed from Elkington and others for decades and that's still very good but I want to enlarge it you know about purpose. Why are we doing this? Where are we going? In 10 years technology can be virtually unlimited. Yes, uploading our brain to the internet, maybe a little bit longer than 10 years, solving cancer, longer than 10 years but not 50 years. So. The question of purpose is going to be really important and the purpose has to be, in my view, based on those four different paradigms. Right? Uh, as we're going here to summarize again, you know, this animation shows it better than the previous one. Uh, it's basically in that sequence thinking about what the next logic is going to be for us and which way we are going in people, planet, purpose. And so going back to this, lots of great examples. Recently, uh, the, the discussion about uh, the vaccine being a public uh, benefit and should be made public, a public purpose, and uh, sidestepping the pharma companies' restrictions and so on. And of course, the Net Zero Insurance Alliance going out of coal, the Green Deal, the Pandora Papers, the corporate global tax, and the whole uproar about Facebook recently. They all show that you know, people and governments and citizens are looking for a way forward that's going to be more inclusive and that's going to have a wider view than just the good old agenda. And that was all egged on by COVID but was already there before and COVID is a great accelerator of this kind of thinking. This is Gerd Leonhard, Futurist. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Check out my videos at GerdTube.com on YouTube.